Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today's special guest is absolutely a kindred spirit of mine. We have traveled in very similar paths in in and out of the beauty industry. We're both from Pennsylvania, uh, my former home. Her name is Alice Wilcox. She is in the industry 46 years. She owned a salon for most of those years and has since transitioned into many, many things that surprisingly work well in our industry in so many ways. So I'm excited for this interview. Welcome, Alice, and thank you for being here today. I'm really excited to share your story with people listening. How are you? Uh, oh, I'm wonderful. It's, I'm so happy to be here too, Elaine. It's, it's really exciting. It's actually the first podcast I've ever been on, so oh, it's going to be Oh, I love that. I'm taking your yeah. podcast virginity. I will always yes, have that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So... You and I reconnected. We met years and years ago through our common beauty distributor. We saw each other at industry events. We didn't really know know each other. But recently, I've been drawn back to you through you being so generous with pulling tarot cards for people through your Facebook group. And I love that. Like, I look for you in the morning to see, like, oh, is Alice pulling cards? Because it always seems like on the days that I need that, you show up. So I, I'm a firm believer and I have the feeling the further we get into this um, interview that you kind of have that same feeling that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime and they show up exactly when you need them most. So doing the card reading, I thought was just a fun little habit for you. I had no, or hobby, I'm sorry, not a habit, fun hobby. I had no too. idea <laughs> that you completely have shifted into so many things in that realm, not only still being a hairstylist after all these years, but moving away from salon ownership to be able to enter into all of these wonderful areas that you probably always had an interest in, but just couldn't find the time for. I love introducing someone as a former salon owner because that is who I am. And I think we wear branding on our bodies <laughs> once you've owned a salon for that long <laughs> it is a tribe we're a tribe of survivors right for sure so, for sure yeah, talk about that journey I love hearing about this okay so um like you said I've been in the business 46 years and um right when I was starting my career in the late 70s mid well actually mid 70s it was a couple years later that um I started to get into spirituality, self-development. I happened to have met um, a woman who I now call my spiritual godmother. She guided me my whole entire life up until 2018 when she passed away. And it was a great, great loss. But um, they both ended up working side by side. And I could see that as I was growing my, my clientele, um, I went from stylist to a manager to a salon owner, 
So I could see as I was building both my clientele and my business alongside with my husband, um, he's also in the business, that there was much more um, going on than just my technical skills. Yes, absolutely, they are absolutely, of course, important. But I could see that um, how I was connecting with people, how I was having longevity in the business, both physically and mentally, um, had a lot more to do with things that you're talking about now that um, I got a lot more into as far as spirituality, um, Reiki, yoga, I became a yoga instructor. I'm not yet a Reiki master, I'm level two Reiki, but it all comes together. Um, I remember Edie, that's the, the woman who has got, actually guided my life spiritually. She had told me a few years before she passed away that, Alice, you will use everything that you've ever learned in your lifetime, you know, in your business, one way or another, building your, your, your clientele and then going on into something else. Because at this point, I am ready to kind of transition into other things that really light me up. I'm very multi-passionate and I have a passion for, um, we were talking before the podcast about um, pulling tarot cards and oracle cards and things like that. I've really learned over the last eight years, especially to really, to really tune in to my heart and my intuition. I finally have realized that that's what's guided me my whole life, most successfully. So that's it's been kind of there where all I'm along. At. And that's what yes. it's so hard as women of our age and experience in the industry, we want to help the younger people starting out avoid the pitfalls that we, you know, fell into. But it's like, yeah when your parents try to keep you from making mistakes, you, you have to get bumps and bruises along the way to be able to be open and listen. You were blessed to have Edie guiding you and, and helping you trust that gut, but so many people, hairstylists or not, push away that gut instinct and can't, they can't trust it. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, that answer that I'm getting in my gut is so much scarier than this easy one of people pleasing, of you know, not yes. having any boundaries of letting somebody walk all yes. over you. I, you know, I call turning 50 the beginning of the FU 50s because right. it's a shame that most of us, it takes 50 years of getting beaten up and just so frustrated and so exhausted by life that you yes. finally start to find yourself. My yep. daughter is 26. She's light years ahead of people that are her peers because I've drug her around every single spiritual thing and, and astrology mm -hmm. thing and, you know, going to Sedona, Arizona and, and yeah. in that energy field and like all of that stuff she has embraced at a young age. And it's so beautiful to watch someone her age get this so soon. You know, yep. people look at her and they're like, Oh, your skin's beautiful. I'm like, yeah, she's not scrunched up like a, <laughs> the rest of us with that furrowed eyebrow that you can yes. do a shot out of your, you know, Botox spot. So, you know, it's, it's a shame that people aren't receptive to it sooner because we all eventually get here. You know, I, my sister's older than me. She's three years older than me. 
I used to try to shove all the life coaching stuff down her throat. And I'm sure as a life coach, you've seen when someone's not ready and they are not ready. Oh, absolutely. You know, she would be making a decision. I'd be like, well, you need to da, 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 da. And I kept you, you should, 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 which is wrong in life coaching. I learned that. Right. Right. She is now trying to start, get away from her full-time grind with, you know, her corporate job. And she opened up an office and is doing Reiki and she does integrative healing with oils and crystal, all the stuff that you're doing that she used to think I was insane about is now her passion, her life's passion. So sometimes it's just the timing. Yes. It takes people some time. And um, what I saw as a salon owner over the years is of course, we all know that a lot of very sense hair, a lot of sensitive hairdressers are out there. Um, And I see on so many forums that I'm in and um, you know, different hairdressing pages that there's so much anxiety and so much depression among our young stylists that it's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking to watch. I had actually designed a, um, a course called the wise stylist where I um, wanted to work with young stylists just to help on, on the life coaching side, because mm-hmm. it's so important to be able to really understand why you're doing what you're doing. Because again, like you said, we are, a lot of us are people pleasers. Most of us are people pleasers and our craft and our creativity is what fuels us in this business. But most people don't realize what it takes out of us especially if you are sensitive, you take on everybody's emotions and everybody's demands. And it's so hard to navigate, especially as a young stylist. So um, again, I was lucky enough to be guided in all of these things. And we all come into life with different sensitivities too. Um, We all are pre-programmed biologically with, you know, struggle and strength. And depending on what happens to us in our childhood and what we're exposed to, there's different triggers that trigger these things. But we all have different capabilities um, to be able to handle it differently. So it is, it's, it's just so important. And you can't shove anything down anybody's throat. It's all about timing. And I've had to learn to be patient about this because um, I do love what I do. I absolutely love love what I do. I loved owning salon, but I knew that there were other things that I needed to do to grow my soul and grow my life's purpose. And this is part of it. And not having a salon allowed me to do that, you know, start on that journey. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really very exciting. All of it. Now, when you talked about the program that you created for younger stylists, how was that received? Because what I have found to happen is the the age and experience level of the stylist that needs me most. I teach, mm-hmm. uh, I simplify hair color formulation. That's my thing. Right. So the people that need me most don't stumble upon me because I'm so much older than them. And I found that to be a huge disadvantage. I almost don't want to put my face or my picture with anything and just have the information because I think they would come to me more readily. They want the hip stylist with the big right. hat and the, you know, the right. Instagram presence, but they also don't have the life and business experience and life coaching experience and all the things you and I have. So we are at a huge disadvantage. And I find that to be the most frustrating by the time I get 
someone attracted to me. My, I'm doing a program right now as we speak. I'm in the middle okay. of a four-step series called Fearless Formulation. I asked each person to put in the Facebook group, introduce yourself, how many years of experience, what brought you here? Every single person is 20 plus years. And it's a basic formulation class. Wow. Wow. So I'm like, I need those people before they get through 20 years of faking it and pretending sure. they understand and saying Hail Mary. But it's like, how do you get past that divide of the ageism? I not, you know, you never think you're going to be that age where you're talking about ageism. Right. <laughs> you know, we right, all were in right, our 20s right. and, and we were that person that people looked to and thought were fabulous, but we didn't have the, the life experience. So everything is backwards when it comes yes. to that. Um, I, I did a few of them and then I kind of backed off of it. I guess it wasn't the right time and it may never be the right time. You know, maybe it was just something for me to put together and, you know, have in my back pocket. I mean, being a salon owner, I was able just like yourself to educate my own staff. Um, and I, I did actually, I brought, we used to do something um, on Monday nights for a number of years where I would bring in people um, from the metaphysical community. This was back when we had our first salon in, um, I'd say anywhere from, you know, the mid nineties it started and I did it for a few years and it influenced people for the rest of their life, truthfully. And I didn't know that of course, at the time now, you know, hearing it maybe like five, six years ago from, from these girls saying, Oh, you know, you introduced me to this 20 years ago, you know, um, now they can suddenly all, hear it, it right? <laughs> yes. And it, and it is, all, it's all about timing. It absolutely is all about timing. Um, but to answer your question is, um, I, I didn't, I guess I have heartedly put it out there, you know, um, and I guess it just wasn't the right time, but who knows, you know, something could happen in the future regarding it, you know, teaming up with somebody or whatever, you never know. Right. <clears throat> that's that's the first thing that just crossed my mind is we need to talk after this this interview we'll talk about that because I have an idea that yeah. bubbled up in my yes. head right away because it is so aligned with what we do. I I do a membership for hairstylists to grow their hair color business and get sure. them to the next level and strive for a six figure income and and even I accidentally made it so cohesive with what you and I are talking about because that's who I am now and you can't help but bring that into everything. Exactly. That you do. So exactly. I'll do a free boot camp on my Facebook page and I'll put it out there, you know, five day boot camp, hairdressers, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then I end up having my life coach on there for one of the sessions. And I end up talking about, um, you know, boundaries with an author that yep. wrote a book about setting boundaries. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, this, this isn't about hair color at all. And it's kind of like, right. they're attracted because they're coming for the hair facts, not knowing how much more they need the life coaching woo-woo stuff that they're not ready for. So it's become a beautiful um, collective accidental meshing of everything together that when I see someone come out of my program after a year, it's a monthly membership and they spend a year in right. it, they come out all of a sudden I'll see them on your page getting a card read. I'll see them. You know what I mean? Like they'll enter into my world to people who are in my world and they're so much more receptive to it because they were very subtly 
life coached. Like I don't put life coaching into any of the description of the program, but that's really what it is. It's helping to guide someone through what you've already become on the other side of, and you know, the bumps and bruises that you had to do, and you can make that trajectory so much shorter for them and help them sooner than you were helped. So you and I, it's our job because we met the Edies and the Alejandras, the people in our lives that we met, it's our job to pay that forward and grab a hold of somebody's hand and say, come on, it's better on the other side, lose that fear and let's go and discover how great life can be. Absolutely. Because I realized too, that um, most of us, especially as hairdressers, again, because we're sensitive, we're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of hearing certain things. And um, it's so important that you, my, like I said, mine actually began as more of like a, a, a self-improvement or, you know, a personal development type, type thing. But we all have to, we have to get to that place because people feel our energy, especially if you're a new stylist. You have to have ways to, if you've had a bad day, you have to have ways to have self-care through the day. And at the end of the day, get rid of it because people carry it along, you know, day after day after day. So yes, you know, you're right. We need to build all of this in together to create healthy stylists for longevity. You know, that's the thing. I mean, 46 years, I mean, I'm lucky to say because of the things that, that I've been doing over the years that knock on wood, my body has held up for one thing, which is huge, which is huge in this business. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's something that we really do have to take seriously. And I remember Michael Cole saying years ago, um, that we stylists spend so much money on their technical skills. You know, they're constantly upgrading their technical skills, investing tens of thousands of dollars, yet they won't invest anything in themselves. You know, and most of what we pull on every day are our own skills or our social skills. It's not so much. We pull on the same 15 to 20% of our technical skills. Let's face it. Um, I believe, I believe you're, you're a colorist only, correct? Basically, are you, you yes. Like my husband and myself, we came up through when things were departmentalized. He's a colorist. I'm a hair cutter. Um, And there are great benefits to that because you can specialize you know, and you can get really deep. Well, it's the same thing with your energy and on the other side with personal development, spiritual development. You, know, you get to go deep when you take the time to do it. 100%. So. And I love that you talked about leaving everything at the salon or in your car or wherever you need to unload it because working with your husband my husband's yeah. not a hairstylist, but he has always been involved in the bookkeeping, you know, the, the back end of the salon business. For, right. We owned a salon for 30 years. And the, the most difficult part of being married and working together is turning it off. You know, I would oh, have, have a bad day. The first thing I want to do is come home and unload on him. And that's where my journey into life coaching and, and the spiritual side became that I realized that I'm in this alone. Like nobody knows what I'm living as a salon owner. And I know you can appreciate it a thousand percent. People don't ever understand 
how stressful and emotional, and it's 24 7, 365. Yes. It never, ever, ever leaves you, no matter how fabulous your vacation looks on Facebook, that people think you're rich and you're going all, you're running yes. from yourself. You're getting on a plane and you're running from yourself. Trust me, yeah. I, have a, I have a very full passport running away from the stress and feeling like a different person on vacation, like me again. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, this feels so Absolutely. amazing. I really like you. I'd look in the mirror and say, I like you. I really do like you. And then I would go back to work and I would say, what the heck are you doing? Why are you doing right. that? Like, it was just so black and white, yin and yang. Like it was just too different. My the myself that I want it to be and my salon owner self were no longer in alignment. And it took me seven years of fighting the gut, you know, because there were so many lives that it affected and, and no yeah. one appreciates it more than you. Like it's terrifying when you want to walk away because you've given all these people such an amazing mentorship and an ability to make a great living. And, and I kept saying, but I'm the only one not happy. So why should I disassemble, you know, what's so great right. for all these people because I'm the one not happy. So I would keep, I, I, I liken it to like letting air out of an overinflated tire. I would, you know, maybe hire a part-time manager and say, well, that'll take some pressure off. All that happened was they collected all the BS and dumped it in my lap. They became a collector and a tattletale. They weren't handling anything. Right. So it just was right. like one, one step away from the BS and not fixing it. So I tried yeah. different band-aids of let me try to fix this. And it just kept coming back to you're really, it's time for you to move on. You're not, you're not in it anymore. And it's a disservice to your clients, your staff, everyone that you're dealing with, because to your point, your negative energy, no matter how hard you fight to be an actress, your negative en energy is filling that space. There's no yep. getting around it. Yep. And I find I, this is something I've, I've worked on the last, like within the last eight years or so, what you were getting back to what you're saying. A lot of salon, especially female salon owners, it's it's and most salon owners in our industry are female. It's really hard. Most salon owners, of course, we're type A personality. You know, we you have to learn as a hairstylist, especially if you're a female owner, how to balance those masculine and feminine energies. Because mm -hmm. we're always we're what we're showing the world is the masculine energy. That's the energy we're working with on a daily basis, basically. And that that's that's the action energy. That's the aggressive energy. That's the go out and build my business energy. And that, like you're saying, because it becomes overwhelming. And that's not really who you are as a, as a whole being. There's a balance of the feminine and the masculine together. And it took me years, years. Truthfully, it took me because of a great crisis in my life with my daughter to come around to the fact you know, that I had to open up to that feminine energy, that heart centered energy to balance, you know, to, to balance myself or else you're going to burn out in, in life, not just in business, but in life in general. So I'm glad you said that because that was one of the questions that came up for me was I remember what, you know, in, in recovery, people that have drug addiction, right. alcohol addiction, I'm blessed. I haven't had any of those issues. Mine was workaholic and people pleaser and all the other things, but everybody has a rock bottom. I can't do this anymore moment. Yeah. What was yours? Was it that 
circumstance with your daughter. Like we all have this one event that's like, I'm done. And there's no talking yourself back out of it. You mean with the business or yeah. like with the business? No, actually, um, we were looking to sell our business just because my, my daughter was getting to a certain age where we wanted to be, we only had one child and we waited 17 years to have her. So, you know, she was, you know, she was really wanted. She, you know, we were older when we had her, we had already had our business for years, but she was getting to the age where we wanted to be, have flexibility. We wanted to be more liquid that if she wanted to, you know, do something, we'd have the ability to do it. And long story short is, we tried to sell the business. We really couldn't sell it. And um, we ended up having a walkout of five mm -hmm. people after, you know, 20 years in the business. And since we were, I already had one foot out the door because I was just tired of being at the responsibility. I had, I had responsibility from the time I was 15. My father died when I was 15. You know, I had enough responsibility. Both my husband and myself were very responsible people. But it came to a point in life where we were just like, you know, we just want to, I'm a great employee. I, you know, I managed and opened and managed four salons for my very first boss over 10 years. So I love being an employee. I have no problem with that. But I also love being a salon owner. But it, you have to know when it's time to say it's done. So I, I knew after the five girls left, it was like, um, this, is not, this is not what we want. And that was really, that was the, really the moment that it was like, okay, let's go work for somebody else. And it's else. interesting that you said you tried to sell your salon because I've tried to sell a salon twice in my career. I had a first location that I opened at 22 years old mm -hmm. and I opened, I purchased, <clears throat> excuse me, I purchased a building and started a second location, realized how bad of an idea that was very quickly. So for one year I had two. And the wow. first one was super successful. I didn't even really need to be there. Everybody was mature. They had their own clients. Everything was running smoothly. So I would reach out to different people that I thought would be a good fit and say, hey, this is a turnkey salon. You literally have to put the key in the lock, walk in, turn the lights on. It's ready to go. Full computer system with all the information. Everything's automated. People thought that it was too good to be true. I lost you. Oh, where? So the price that I was asking for this small salon, I basically was saying, I just want a little bit of startup capital to really keep investing in the second location. I'm not looking to get $50,000 or some ridiculous amount right. of money. It was like a three chair little salon. Well, when people heard the price, it was like, I feel like I'm getting scammed or set up like this is too good to be true. Uh, so nobody ever wanted it. So I ended up closing it. I gave all the beautiful furniture to my friend who needed a major right. remodel. She made out great. It was a shame because all those clients were now like little lost lambs that had scattered right. all the other salons that were my former competitor. So at the second location, I said, you know, speaking of Michael Cole, I was like, I am not building a business that I need to walk away from and sell my styling chair for 50 bucks in a yard sale. Like that's not happening. No. I'm setting myself no. up for success this time. And I'm going to walk away with the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I'm determined. And guess what? Didn't happen again. <laughs> I did everything oh, right. I took, Raylon has that retirement thing. I forget the name of it. They have that program about how to retire and have your employees buy yes. into all that. Then I yes. did the summit. The summit is very, 
big on being able to have your employees buy into the business. I did right. that. That was a disaster. So then I tried again. I was like, okay, I need to find the right person that's just going to replace me and just slither in like I was never there and just business as usual. I don't even have enough time on this recording to get into how many bad right. names that went down. And then I finally was like, you know what? To an outsider, this is always going to sound too good to be true because I'm a generous person. I just want someone to be happy and just, and right. just replace me and just make it easy on them. And it never happened. So my daughter was managing a yoga studio and her salary, I was like, your salary isn't going to keep going. You're not even a yoga instructor. You're just managing the studio. How, how much is your ceiling going to allow you to be in that right. space? It was a small community um, practice. It wasn't like a big corporate chain or anything. So I said, I know you feel more connected to the yogi world and everybody's so calm and it's different than the hustle bustle of a salon. But in the end of the day, business is business. People are people you're managing systems and people. It doesn't matter if it's yoga, absolutely. Salon, you know, no, it's it all the same. So I said, right. nobody wants this business. You know, you're my daughter. You went to four years of school to be an entrepreneur so that you could have your own business. You don't have an idea right now of what you want to do. This is perfect for you. And her absolutely. first, her first response was, dear God, all the fights at the kitchen table between you and dad, all these years and my whole entire life, <laughs> has been you and dad fighting about that salon. Why in the hell would I want to walk in your shoes and become you? And I said, because that's entrepreneurship. That's not just the salon or my staff. That's right. That's not just a hair salon. This is business, yeah. girlfriend. Like yeah. it's not just walk in, yeah. take the cash, run to the bank and get in your Maserati and drive off. Like it's still work. And you, the owner works harder than anyone in the entire organization, whether you're physically doing hair or not, you're right on. So that's what happened. We ended up moving to Florida. She has the salon and she's texting me all morning with all the same crap that I dealt with. This one called out sick. This one's late. This one. Right. And I, I'm watching her. It's like when you saw president Clinton age before your eyes, like you saw the pictures <laughs> of things so quickly and Obama, like every president has really visibly aged before our eyes in of office. Course. She sent me a selfie today and I'm like, oh Ooh. man, we need to, we need to get it, find a way to make you not become me because I don't want that for you. You know, you have to find a way to, to disconnect from the stress of it and, and find that place inside to your point of that grounding space of mm -hmm. it is what it is, you know, go with the flow. It's so hard to do. It, it is hard, but, um, you do have to find it. You do have to find it in life it, and everybody gets there at a different time and, and a different way, but they get there. So what would your advice be to your 20 year old self and my daughter's 26 year old self in reference mm -hmm. to owning a salon? Like, what do you wish someone would have said to you back in the beginning of that journey that would have helped you more along the way, but I know everybody says I wouldn't change a thing. It's just so cliche because you are who you are because you've been beaten up a little bit, but there has to be something that you're like, oh, wow, if I only knew that it would have been a little less bumpy. 
Oh, I, I, I know exactly. Since, especially since both my husband and myself are literally, we're both in it. Um, and our retirement and everything rode on it. You know, I would, I would, I would save more. I would save more. You have to, you have to, you don't realize you walk out of the salon every day with money in your pocket, you know, take that money and save it, 100%. save it. Because as, as much as people don't want to say that money, they want to say that money doesn't mean, you know, doesn't, it's not happiness. No, it's not happiness, but it sure is great. And I am at a point in my life that I, I very wholeheartedly say, I love money. I love what money does for my life. I've been on both sides of it. Absolutely, positively. Money, it's not money. It's what you do with the money. So it's not fun not having money. <laughs> so right. and, I would say it's energy. It's an exchange of energy. Money absolutely. is just energy. And absolutely, absolutely, positively. It is an exchange. And you have to respect that. You have to respect money. And a lot of people don't respect money and hairdressers are good at not respecting money because they have in their pocket all the time. So I, that, that's the biggest thing I've always known that that's, that's the thing in my life, you know, save, save something, have we going through what we've gone through recently, we can see how much we can do without, <laughs> you yeah, know, true. we can absolutely, um, we can absolutely take that money and save it and have, you know, have fun in life, have fun in life. That's another thing. So yeah, I always, I always, that's great advice. And I a hundred percent agree. That's my biggest regret is not saving more for the security yeah. of being this age when your body starts to say, okay, enough, you know, you got the tendonitis, you got the bad knees, you got the bad back. <laughs> I always say I gave every single inch of my body over to the salon industry. I've given it all I have. And now that I'm doing virtual education, now I'm starting to get carpal tunnel again because I'm on a keyboard all the time and uh, I'm getting okay. migraines because I'm on the computer all the time and I'm staring at a bright screen for too long. So I'm like, dear God, right. now I'm right. gonna have to give up my eyes and my hands too. <laughs> I've given it all. But <laughs> you and I have that in common. We still absolutely love the industry and we wouldn't be anywhere else. And absolutely. I love that you've been able to combine that metaphysical journey and these new things that light you up and keep you passionate into what you do as a hairdresser. So, you know, I could talk to you forever and there will be a part two of this because there's so much more yeah. that you and I need to talk Absolutely. about, um, to help these, For other, sure. you know, newer, younger stylists to, to get where we are now a lot sooner and just, you know, have such a great, amazing life if they can get there sooner than we have, but it's never too late, right? No matter what, no matter how old you are, it's never too late no. to discover your inner inner self and uh, go on that journey of self-discovery for sure. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again for taking yes. this time. I had so Tell much fun. how they can find you and get your little card readings and, and uh, connect with you. Um, I'm on Instagram at, at Soul Beauty, at Soul Line Beauty, I'm sorry, at Soul Line Beauty. And my Facebook page is just um, Alice Wilcox. And I also have a website, alicewilcox.com for life coaching. Um, so you can find me at those three places. That's awesome. Thank you again so much. And thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. 
please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.